All right, we are back. This is Get the Funk Out. And standing by on this next segment is Sheree O'Neill. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for having me. (laughs) We met so long ago, and then I heard about your solo show. Congratulations, Journey This. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah, you know, um, Journey This is a solo show that I wrote just really in homage to breaking family cycles and finding your own path. Love letter to my grandmother and my mom and just deals with, you know, just exercising this act of forgiveness and uh, taking responsibility for your own course in life yes. from the moment forward. Beautiful. Now, uh, I know that for every ticket purchase, there's a certain portion that goes to somebody helping a cancer patient and buying them a wig. Is that correct? Well, yeah, I, I, you know, we're partnered with the American Cancer Society mm-hmm. and a wig manufacturing company, uh, Lyrical Hair. Okay. So the gift is that every ticket that we sell, Lyrical Hair will donate a new synthetic wig to a woman coping with cancer. That's great. Uh, it's been just so wonderful, just a wonderful collaboration, and... Uh, we're just very, extremely excited about it. We've gifted already 175 wigs. Wonderful. We have uh, six shows left to go. So mm-hmm. uh, we're looking forward to providing this gift for many more women. And it's been really wonderful because not only that, you know, 10% of the proceeds of the entire five-week show will be gifted to Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Love under it. the banner of Journey This and homage to my mother, Patty O'Neill Robertson, who oh. actually passed away from breast cancer. So that's, uh, it's just really a full circle moment for oh, us, and we're just so extremely nice. excited about this collaboration. Now, wh- what was this process like? Had you ever done a solo show before? This is my first go round. Um, I, you know, I come from theater. Definitely, you know, a very active uh, actor, and I've written uh, two poetry books. Mm-hmm. But in terms of writing. Uh, a play and a solo show. This is my first go-round, but, you know, just speaking about Queens, and one of them just passed a couple of days ago, Endosaki Shange, uh, she wrote many books, but one in particular is for colored girls who committed suicide when the rainbow was enough, and she was a playwright, and she was able to mix in poetry and movement and monologues and black women strong, powerful black women, and just really exposed that integration of, of art. Uh, so I had a nice palette to follow. I'm just really honored that I was able to, uh, you know, put my experiences to tell a story, yes. which is a human story. I, I feel like I was watching the um, promo for this, which I put up on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. There's a a video and people's reactions to your your show. What did it feel like to get feedback on your performance? Well, you know that's the whole purpose of this is to you know, to share and hopefully instill uh, some thought and more importantly some action with people in the audience so they can take hold of their own lives and just reflect on their truth and share it with other people because you never really know who's listening. I find it very impactful and inspiring. It makes me feel like, okay, I'm not the only one. People are listening. And, yes. And um, 
I'm never the type of artist, like, I, especially in regards to poetry, like, sometimes you'll go to a poetry reading and a poet will explain to you what the poem's about before they recite it. Mm-hmm. And I have a, just a different take on that. I don't explain what the poem is because you have your own life experience. Yes. And I just want you to interpret the words in like association that. with your experience. So I'm not here to tell you how this, what this poem is about because mm-hmm. it makes no difference anyway because I'm just going to say the story and you're going to interpret it in your own way. Sure. So the same thing with this play is that I'm telling this story, and whatever you walk away from it is what you're meant to walk away from it. But it's very rewarding to know that people are actually being um, affected by it. Yeah, it's very subjective, whatever they take away from it. Yeah. Yeah. So I always find it interesting. I just had a conversation with a, a director on the first segment that when we go through something really hard, it's so cathartic to make it into art, you know? So here you lost your grandmother and you've also lost your mom. Uh, do you find that it was cathartic? Did it was helpful for you to put your, your loss and your feelings into this? You know, absolutely. It was uh, necessary because I was basically imploding on myself and just very unhappy and not really having a real mission. Not that I have to do anything grand to change the whole world, but just like sleepwalking, sleepwalking through the day. And, you know, I'm, I'm not the only one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, um, it was necessary for me to have take a deeper look at what my part in my happiness was. And also just to reflect on the influences that my mother and my grandmother and my family have left me and how I can take this and change how I'm looking at the world when I'm getting up in the morning because this is not happening, you know, yeah. this is not feeling good. <laughs> right. And um, fortunately, I, you know, had the will to, to make a change. So uh, it was necessary for me to write it. And, you know, it, I was a caregiver for my grandmother, mm-hmm. and so she was absolutely an amazing woman. She got to vote for an African-American president two times. Yay. She outlived her whole family, including my mom, her mom, her husband, all her friends. Wow. And she still got up in the morning and just had such beautiful light and energy, and I was really fascinated by that. And so I, when she passed away, I began asking myself questions like, why am I here and what is important and what do I want to leave behind as my legacy? What do I want people to remember me by? You know, who's, who's worth having my time? Yeah. What is worth investing in? And in answering those questions came this play. That's beautiful. Wow. <laughs> That really is huge. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure all of us ask these questions and then we spin into, I don't know what, trying to figure out what our mission is. But it's just not, for me witnessing my grandmother, it wasn't really this big old thing that you have to do. It's just really about honoring and forgiving yourself and honoring what's important to you and Mm -hmm. showing up for yourself. And this is not a selfish act. This is actually a greatest 
you know, act of self-love you can do. Yes. You know, it's that whole airplane mentality. You have to put a mask on yourself before you even mask your children. And it's because, you know, you're worth nothing if you're not in existence or even, yeah. you know, present. Yes. And so, um, you know, I, I just, I, yeah, it, it's, it was, it's just been a really great experience. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, especially in this era now that we're living in, you know, oh, this, yeah. this, this play is a love letter to my grandmother and my mother, and it addresses many things. It's forgiveness, and we're talking about choice, and we're talking mm-hmm. about breaking family cycles. But, you know, multi-generational storytelling is really what's re- resonating with people. I mean, if, if we look at um, like TV shows this year alone, like This Is Us, yes. we have Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith, um, you know, Modern Family, Blackish, Mom, mm-hmm. Transparent, Shameless. I mean, we can really go on with this, but we really live in this era of disconnect and, our, you know, our self-worth is being monitored by the likes on a social media post, you know, and right. that's just, you know, there's a real need for connection here and love and truth, especially with what's going on in the last 72 hours with all this horrific, horrific, um, horrific hatred that's happening. Yep. You know, I'm wanting to connect all these generations and still, you know, maintain this position of self-identity. And for me, it was about collecting these gems that my grandmother had left me in telling these stories and then just using them for the greater good. And for me, it's really about bridging this gap with, yeah. this, with the generations, but having your own voice. That's beautiful. You know, I just want to say when I was younger, uh, I was very close to my grandmother and it takes uh, a certain level of time and maturity for you to go back and go, wow, you know, I, I took that for granted or I should have paid more attention or because they leave you with these gems of information, at least I find. Oh, my goodness. You're so right about that. Mm-hmm. They, they're so amazing. I mean, just because they've lived so long and they're very simple but profound. Yes. Everything they do is simple and profound and they're just nothing but like, everybody loves grand. I mean, oh. when I hear people have bad experiences with grandparents, it throws me a little bit because I'm like, what? Grandparents like usually spoil you. They're, they're, <laughs> just, they're just amazing. I just, yeah. You know, they're amazing. And boy, did I love my grandmother. I mean, that, oh. that girl was just really one of a kind, really, really special. Yeah. Um, so I was just really lucky to have that full cycle with her because what I did for her at this last junction of her life is certainly what she did for me. So it was just a beautiful completion, and I don't think I could have written this piece until she died. Like, every yeah. experience I've had up until that moment was what helped me write this play. Yeah. I find, um, I've had a lot of epiphanies lately, that we find ourselves in grief. We find our paths. We find, you know, who we are. Uh, we, we love ourselves more, hopefully. Uh, so there's a lot of, I think you can gain a lot from loss. Absolutely. I mean, loss is the greatest teacher for the living and how to live. Um, and, right. you know, you... You realize the preciousness of time, and and your part in it is important. And you know, grief is interesting because I don't think you know. I, I think we, you and I were talking about this, but I talk about it often in mm-hmm. regards to like you know, people always say it gets better with time, you know. And I think that's just their way of helping you try to cope. 
But for me, it's not really that you it gets better in time. It's just that you get better at coping with the loss. Yes. And also for me, as I got older, I just had a different understanding of that spirit who's left this world and gone on somewhere else. You know, so exactly. Uh, I, I, you know, it's it's definitely it's it's really you know we're we're in a tribe of our own for sure. People have lost people, especially close people, mothers, fathers, and grandparents. Somebody that direct. A special tribe we're in, and you know, we all have our cycles and how we deal with grief. Yes, uh, it's been almost over 20 years, and I can still cry like a baby, um, as if it just happened. So, it's yeah. it, and and you know, it's healing to do so. Yes, it is, it definitely Which is. is a big part of this play in terms of um, stoic womanhood and superheroes, you know, you know, just. Women who, you know, have to nurture and carry it on and move on and just keep on, you know, existing. And not really living but surviving just because that's what you have to do and understood. I get it. My mom had yeah. to do it. Yeah. Uh, so I understand it. And I respect it. Uh, yet it doesn't have to be my legacy and it doesn't have to be how I carry on from here. Exactly. Well, unfortunately, we have to wrap up, but I'm gonna. I want to have you back on again another time. I would love to, and just let everybody know that the sh- we have six more shows to go. We're at okay. the Lounge Theater in Hollywood, California, yes. and uh, every ticket gets a woman with a wig. So just come join our movement. It's really important. We're this Friday and Saturday at eight, Sunday at two, with a talk back. Fantastic, and I put I put all your information up on my show blog. Get the funk out show dot dot org and your website is C H E R A Y O N E A L dot com. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That was Sheree O'Neill talking about her beautiful show coming up. Well, actually it just started, but there's seven more shows. Journey this. Again, it's on the show blog. Uh, We're going to take a mini break. Uh, I want to just let you know the opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of the station, the university, or the UC Board of Regents. This, and I (laughs) I almost read a line I shouldn't have. You are listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. I'm going to take a mini break, and I'll bring my next guest on. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.